0: today's reading is from Zechariah chapter 8 verses 1 to 8 the word of the Lord Almighty came to me this is what the Lord Almighty says I am very jealous for Zion I am burning with jealousy for her this is what the Lord says I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city and the mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain this is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvelous to the remnant of this people at that time, but will it be, seem marvelous to me, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the East and of the West. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God.
1: Well, thanks, Stephanie. Uh, Let's... Let's pray and, uh, and we'll have a, a, a better look at this passage. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that uh, your word is uh, living and active. It is the double-edged sword of the Holy Spirit. And we pray now, Lord, that as you, uh, as you speak to us through your word, that we will uh, be challenged with the need uh, for our own transformation, uh, just as you set about transforming uh, your people here in Zechariah, that we are called into transformation. And so, Father God, uh, bless us now, speak to our hearts, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, Zechariah is one of these books, uh, it's called A Minor Prophet. Uh, It's very much a minor prophet, uh, but Ellie likes to talk about, uh, I don't know if you know, staffies, those... She, She calls them the big dog in a little dog's body. Uh, you know, they're, 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 these, uh, they're just full of boundless energy and, the, and they have the potential to do some real damage as well. And uh, Zechariah is kind of like that. There's so much uh, going on in it. Uh, that it's like a, a big prophet in a little prophet's body. Um, every one of the minor prophets has a great deal to say, but I think Zechariah in particular uh, is just full of this. So this morning, as I'm, as I'm covering it, I guess, in one week, uh, we're just going to hone in onto these verses, uh, but maybe one day in the future we can uh, go through the book uh, in great deal. But I'm not sure if you're uh, into reality television. I'm sure half of you are, half of you aren't. Uh, but you can't get away from it. Reality television seems to be uh, the way of everything at the moment. Uh, for me, I don't mind a bit of reality television. I always start watching a series and then I, I think a bit, a bit in. I start going, hang on a minute, I don't think I should be watching this. This is This is getting a bit awkward now. This is just full of Something not right about this. Uh, And it's all about transfer. Have you noticed they're always about transformation? Uh, Transformation of houses is a big one. You look at the block. Uh, You know, they start with an old 50s, termite-ridden whatever, and the idea is to transform it into a million-dollar house. Uh, You look at uh, bodily transformations. I don't know. I have not watched this, but I know there's a show called Nip-Tuck, uh, it, it's all about cosmetic surgery. I guess those laughing watch it. Um, just kidding. And, and it's all about the cosmetic surgery and transforming the body uh, into something that you want it to be. And so everyone starts looking like uh, King Kardashian. And then, you know, and then one of the shows that I did start watching, and I'm confessing to you now, and I have not watched it all because I, I felt so much awful guilt about it, I stopped it is Beauty and the Geek. Now, Beauty and the Geek, it's this idea that you take a guy who likes IT, <laughs> match him with a woman who wouldn't know how to turn a, TV, a, a computer on, but who loves Instagram and all that she is on the outside, and try to find a connection where they can help each other, that they can transform each other. And after a while, you start feeling a bit sick in the stomach when you're watching it. I don't know if you've watched it, but there's this unveiling of the geek as he gets a transformation of the outside and they unveil him as if that's going to fix all his problems, as if he's got problems because he looks a certain way. See, these, these shows are all about transforming so often the external and transforming as if that's going to fix people's lives, as if that's going to bring them something that they're missing. You know, that uncertainty, the awkwardness, the the lack of peace about themselves internally. And I think there's something biblically real about these shows because I think each and every one of them is tapping into something which is what we all desire deep down. We know that we're flawed in some sort of way and we don't have peace about who we are, that we want something more or want something else and we look to others and we go, if only, if only, if only I had this or that or this or that. You see, beauty and geek, I think, really uh, exposes that. But it's all about transformation. And this morning, Zechariah is very much about that issue that I think these shows are tapping into, and particularly the passage uh, that we're looking at this morning. It's about transformation. It addresses a deeper problem, a deeper problem in which needs to be transformed in everybody's life. And that deeper problem relates to the people that Zechariah is speaking to, God's people, And their God. So uh, we're going to see three main things uh, that Zechariah is talking about this morning. And the first one really is that uh, this transformation relates to a relationship, and it's with God and His people. And God, the transformation of God's relationship with His people, is driven by the love of God. So if you have your Bibles, look at Zechariah chapter eight, verses one and two, and it says this. It says the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Obviously, Zechariah speaking. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. Zion is a name for God's people. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city and the mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called The holy mountain. So, the first element of transformation is that it's driven by God's love for his people. Have a look, uh, just have a look again there. It mentions it's the Lord Almighty twice in the first two verses. You see, this isn't the love of any God, this isn't the love that uh, God's people had been seeking after. So the context of this passage is very much with Haggai last week. If you remember, Haggai had four prophecies and they were all within a four-month period and, and it was all about the exile, the people were coming out of exile. And Zechariah is speaking to a people that have been uh, punished because they have been unfaithful to their God. They've been, uh, they've been seeking after other gods that promised all these other things. And so here we have uh, the punishment of the exile, they were sent out of the land under Assyria and God is saying, I love them with a love that cannot let go, but it isn't any love, it's the love of the Lord Almighty. Now this is the Lord Almighty. The maker of heaven, the heavens and the earth. This is the Lord who is all powerful, ever present, all knowing. This is the one that is more powerful than anything in all of, the world, all of the universe. He is before time. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is all things. And he says, I love you. And look at this word that he uses. Jealous. I am very Jealous. For my people Zion. Now we often think of jealousy as something that's very negative. Uh, you think of a jealous lover and, and, and a jealous uh, partner, and, and, and they're jealous and they do something negative, or well, the negative is actually what they do in response to the jealousy. I think jealousy is something that uh, is in, in, in written into us because we are built for faithful relationships. You see, the reason you're jealous of a partner who then seeks after another person or starts creating relationship with another person is simply because you were built for faithfulness. And that's a reflection of your relationship with God. And so when you seek after other things and you seek fulfilment in things other than the Lord Almighty, he is jealous. But that's a great thing. Why? Because it demonstrates just his intensity of love that he has for you see our god is jealous for you he wants you to attend to him he wants you to look to him he wants you to pray to him he wants you to engage with him he wants you to include him in all parts of your life and when you st- start seeking fulfillment elsewhere he is a jealous god because he loves you so, I recently uh, heard a story just to think about the, the extent of this love. I heard a story about this firefighter who had fought a fire, and we know about fires up here, had fought a fire and decided to walk through afterwards and, and look at the devastation uh, that had been wrought right throughout that uh, region. And as he was walking through, he, uh, he came to this mound and he looked at this mound. And he got closer and he realised it was a chicken, of all things. And he was quite surprised because uh, if anyone's got chickens, we've got chickens. At any, uh, at any uh, sign of danger, if a hawk, which occasionally starts hovering around our yard, or uh, if a cat suddenly appears in the yard, the chickens, they boof! They can fly if they want to. They use their wings to fly and get away. And he thought, why, why hadn't this bird fled the fire? Because he knew he could have where it was. And he goes and he, he moves the mound. And underneath the mound were all these baby chicks. See, this hen had covered all her baby chicks. And the fire had destroyed her, but she had saved those baby chicks. You see, that's how much love that this hen has for her chicks. And that is the extent of God's love for you. And this is the maker of heavens and earth. This is the Lord Almighty See 550 years after Zechariah was recorded Jesus entered Jerusalem and if you remember he 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 was always hitting up the 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 religious leaders for their hypocrisy and and, and you know he called them whitewashed tombs and you know men of dead bones and and things like that because on the outward appearance they all looked religious but inside their heart was not for the Lord and he says this in Matthew 23:37 as he looks at the people God's people being led by this religious elite in such a poor way. He says, "Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look your house is left to you desolate." See, Jesus incarnate in the flesh, God in the flesh comes and looks upon God's city, God's people. And just like that hen, longs to just gather all of them under his wings. Why? Because the relationship, the transformation of our relationship with God and his people that God will undertake, is driven by his great love. Well, the second thing we find is the transformation of God's relationship with his people uh, truly happens when the Lord dwells with them. If you have a look at verse uh, verse 3 here, this is what the Lord says, I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city and the mountain of the Lord Almighty, will be called the holy mountain. See, for a faithful people to become faithful, they can't do it in and of themselves. Israel proved that. We prove it with our life. But it's when the Lord himself goes to dwell with his people, in his love, that true transformation occurs. And the Lord will return, he says, because of that love. And this is what we see at Christmas. Christmas is on the horizon. Jesus, God in the flesh, as we looked at last week as well, he tabernacled, he tented, the very word for that uh, tent in the wilderness where God's present, uh, presence dwelt, he became man in the flesh to dwell with his people and you think very much about uh, the blessing and, and, and just how, uh, how that changed everything with God dwelling with his people. In the flesh he came and as he lived, people flocked to him and ultimately he went to that cross. Why? Why? For that transformation. You see, being in God's presence is where the true transformation happens. If you are not in God's uh, presence, you cannot have transformation. And this is why the Holy Spirit at Pentecost was poured on to God's people. Jesus dies on the cross, raised again, pours upon the people. God's Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. God dwelling in us. Because when the Holy Spirit is not with a person, we can't be transformed. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we can be transformed. And this is what Zechariah uh, is what Zechariah's talking about. And the people of that day is, are looking to when the temple is rebuilt and God's presence comes into the temple and they can organise themselves around uh, that temple and just as it was promised as they entered the land for the first time. But we know that after the exile, God's presence never entered that second temple and God never went to dwell with his people again until that what we remember at Christmas, which is the incarnation see transformation of God's relationship with his people occurs when the Lord dwells with his people and that's the whole point of God coming to dwell with us see living together is so central to a healthy relationship uh, when I was up in Karatha in the Pilbara Regiment I was actually a captain I was the chaplain up there uh, as well as being the pastor of the Baptist Church But one of the things I learnt about the Defence Forces is just how difficult it is for marriages when someone gets deployed overseas. And deployments usually uh, go, they go for about six to nine months. And during that time, usually the spouse left, which is usually the wife, is left pretty much on her own to you know, keep the house and the family running, uh, has no companionship, uh, you know, it, and there's a lot of temptation that comes with that. And the, the partner that's away comes home and there's, you know, people have grown differently and six months might not be long but it, it is long in a relationship. And particularly if you've got young kids, these young kids don't know their fathers And so they come back, they've got photos, yes, they've spoken on the phone, but then there's this dynamic. See, living in a relationship consistently, together, communicating, doing life together, is so critical to the relationship. And that's what God's saying here I will dwell with my people. We're in such a blessed time of the kingdom. We have the Holy Spirit living with us, but are we communing with God on that level? Are we walking with him in the everyday? Are we acknowledging that he's even there in the everyday, in the joys and the lows and the moments and getting the kids ready for school and, and whatever season you're in? He is walking that with us. We talk to him about that. We bring this to him as well as the bigger things. So the second thing here is very much that uh, the transforming uh, of this relationship happens when God uh, God lives uh, with his people. Well, thirdly, uh, what, what we're told here is the transformation of this relationship brings blessing not just to God's people, but really to the ends of the earth. I'm just going to read to you from verse 4 all the way through to verse 8. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvellous to the remnant of this people at that time, but will it seem marvellous to me, declares the Lord Almighty? This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the East and the West. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God. See, this is the blessing that comes with God committing faithfully to his people. But this isn't a blessing that is outside of what his purpose always was. You think back to the garden. What was the whole point of the garden? It wasn't about the bountiful trees and the wonderful fruit and the, the weeds that never grew before sin. It was about God walking with humanity in that garden. Why did he create the temple? Why did he bring his people into the land of promise so he could dwell with them and bless them and enjoy them and they can enjoy him? And that by walking in relationship the true blessing of your life comes. Doing God's will, as much as the world tries us to believe that, oh, it's all about the rules and it's all too boring and it's all too hard and I can't live up to it, living in accordance with God's design for your life pours blessing upon you. You suddenly know who you are in this creation and what you were created for to glorify him and enjoy him and love him and to allow the blessing to pour upon you, not blessing of riches and he will give everything you need, but the blessing of living in righteousness, the blessing of being faithful, the blessing of living for his kingdom, the blessing of being able to rest in his spirit. That's blessing and we have that right there. This was always the plan of God. He told them to be fruitful and fill the earth. But through the fall we couldn't do that and so now we're seeing a picture of what is to come. It was always his plan. A place where we're told in Revelation where no sin will enter that city, where every tear will be wiped from their eyes, where we'll be at peace. You see, and I think this is the heart of what's happening with our world. We look at these transformation shows. Why does a geek go on a show called Beauty and the Geek? Because they think there's something that they need which will bring them, finally, a piece about who they are and what they are. They think they need something from other people in the world. The beauty goes on there because she's been dating all these guys that are just awful and hopefully she'll meet someone who's caring and kind because all geeks are caring and kind and they've got no capacity to do anything nasty to anyone. See, this is what we do with our lives. We constantly seek to fill that void and that hole But what Zechariah says, what the Bible says is that is a God-shaped hole in your heart and that hole can only be filled by transforming your relationship with God because you will never have peace. You will never have all that hope. You will never be content with who you are until your identity is grounded and it is completely firm. In the Lord Jesus Christ, because your relationship with God is reconciled. The love of God is complete and full. There is nothing that it cannot transform. And all that you're looking for in that geek or that beauty can only be satisfied from the Lord of the heavens and earth, the Lord Almighty. And it's only when you are in him that you can find true peace. And as you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you seek forgiveness for your sin, you are released from your debt burden from God, because Jesus' death on the cross has been uh, pays a punishment for you, and that you are clothed with His righteousness. And so you are reconciled to God, and all that you can, all that you can hope for resides in that relationship. So as you look to your spouse and you go, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you making me happy? Why don't you do the things? Why aren't you whisking me away on a, on a sunset cruise? Why aren't you washing the dishes? Well, they may not go away. God may not make your spouse wash the dishes every night. But you will find great peace knowing that that's not where you find your fulfilment. And now you can be a servant of all those around you simply because you have reconciled with him. And that is the true blessing. And that is the true transformation. And the Holy Spirit, as we get on board with his program, starts renewing us from the inside out. And day by day, as we walk in that relationship... God with us, we see renewal, we see blessing. Not because we're perfect, but because we gradually are transformed. See, Zechariah is very much looking to this day. And perhaps you're in Christ, well let me encourage you to walk closely with your Lord. He is the one who will give you great blessing and fulfillment in your life and if you're not in christ well everything every vice every person every beauty every geek that you're trying to fill that void with will always let you down because there's only one place that you will ever find true peace and true fulfilment in life, and that is by putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, acknowledging him as Lord of your life, as saviour, so that you can have forgiveness for your sin and be reconciled with God. It's a great message, and Zechariah is right at the heart of that. And I encourage all of you, to just take check about your walk with God. And walk into this week in every moment with him right by your side. Speak to him, talk to him, bring it to him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Zechariah. Thank you that this is just a great reminder that uh, there is no place outside of a relationship with you that we can find true transformation. Father God, many of us here are binging on all sorts of things. We are... Uh, We are seeking fulfilment in partners which just don't seem to satisfy. We are seeking out partners, uh, thinking that if we have this or do this or be this, that somehow our life will be content and fulfilled. Father God, help us to cast all that away and help us to seek you and you alone so that you can transform us and fill that God-shaped hole in our heart. So Father God, bless us this week, watch over us and we commit the rest of this time to you, we commit the meeting to you again and we commit our lives again into your hands and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.